Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you have chosen to join us. Look forward to your calls today, 303-690-3000, let us join together and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts, and let's pray together. Let's see what the Lord has for us in light of your, uh, in the light of His gospel and His grace and His goodness. 303-690-3000. You can also text at 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated texting line, and uh, we don't take phone calls on that line, so please don't try to call it. And definitely do not leave a message for it because we don't check any messages there. We only check the text. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. This is the place where we take your calls and think, take your uh, questions and the things that God is doing in your life and in uh, my life. And what does the Bible have to say what is it that he is doing in our lives? What does he want to do? What what's what questions are on your mind? Uh, what's the Lord been showing you? Um, all kinds of opportunity for us to grow in God's grace together. 303-690-3000. I see the phone lines are lighting up. Uh, tonight, uh, here at Calvary, we have a very special service. It is our baptism service. Uh, and uh, we are just so grateful to be able to water baptize in Jesus' name, uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And if you've never been water baptized and you are a true believer in Jesus Christ, uh, we are um, <clears throat> we are ready to help you walk in obedience. And so let's come together. You can come tonight with tonight of worship and water baptism. Uh, water baptism is often one of the first major acts of obedience in a believer's life, and we, are, we baptize because Jesus said to go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the disciples of Jesus baptized, the apostles water baptized, and we, in their steps, water baptize. Uh, and what a privilege it is that we get to do that. So this is Calvary Live, and we are taking your calls, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let me pull up my call screen, and we are going to uh, write to line one to Renee in Greeley, Colorado. Renee, welcome to the program. Hi, Ed. Um, first of all, let me say, Sherry, turn that down. Um, 
that I listen to you every day <laughs> and have for a long time. And I thank God for you and Calvary Aurora and this radio station and everything that, uh, that Calvary Aurora through God uh, has accomplished is amazing. But um, I just I don't have a question really. Um, but I'm, uh, me and my family are in a situation that is really rough um, concerning lack of housing. Um, my sister and my nephew and, uh, are with me here in a studio apartment in Greeley with a dog. And I'm not supposed to have dogs in here. Okay. And um, I could get in a lot of trouble and be evicted. But we've been looking for housing everywhere. And it's insane. It's so difficult to find any place to live that that uh, doesn't have requirements like uh, thing, things like you have to make three times the cost of rent or mm-hmm. something like that in order to qualify. And it's, it's insane. So we just need a place to live. Well, let's do that. Father, we know that... Um there's some challenging things going on with housing and finances, and um, I know that the, there are many people that are faced with these challenges, and we just pray for your provision and for your direction. God, we pray for your hand to be steadily upon those that are looking to move, and, and even my sister Renee, Lord, you know, she's in a very difficult situation where she's not being faithful with her lease and with the agreement of her lease, and so I just pray you'd lead her Uh, in order to make those decisions that would honor and bless you, led by the Holy Spirit. And and so I just ask God that you would strengthen her to walk in wisdom and to walk in obedience, and that you would open doors that would bless her going forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much. I know I'm not being faithful. Yeah, be careful with there, because we don't want you to get kicked out like suddenly either. We want you to to be able to have, you know, sometimes we we do things where the decisions are taken out of our hands, and I would hate for you to get into a place where the decision was taken out of your hands. Right, right. I realize that, and but it's so difficult uh, because you know what? How do you show somebody that you love out into the cold or the heat? It's you know, it's I mean, hard. I mean, that's. But I'm going to pray. Maybe there's, you know, sometimes. I would say too, and I find I get into this. I get into this too, Renee. So I'm, it's different reasons, but I get into the same mode. And and when I'm backed into a corner, or I'm backed into almost a seemingly impossible situation, right. often I'll only come up with two options. And one option is like super impossible, um, that it just seems like it's way out. And and the other and the other option is just keep doing what I'm doing and hope things change. And, yeah. and one thing I've learned over the years, if, if I can snap out of that thinking for a moment and remember that there's probably a third, fourth, and fifth option that God can open up for me, I won't feel so panicked, and I also won't be making so, much, uh, so many bad decisions. Like, for example, if one of my options is to continue the living in sin, that's a bad option. Right. That's just, that's a bad, except that when I'm backed into a corner, it, it can look attractive. Think about, I mean, uh, even, even if it's a small thing, you know, we're, we're, ta- we're not even talking a big thing like where you live, where you're at, even on small things, that if one of my options is, 
well, I'll just continue to live in sin, and and uh, I know that 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 will lead me in the right direction. I, I've made that decision too many times to know that it's never okay for me to choose to sin. Right. Um, even if I don't like the agreement, even if I don't like, like, this is what I said I would do, and so you go, Ed, how's that sin? Well, the Bible says that my yes should be a yes, and my no. Jesus told me that. He says, I, I should be a trustworthy person that keeps my word. And, right. and so when I it comes see. to a dog or something, you know, the, a third option could be, is there somewhere that could, if, is there a ranch? You know, God, would you open a door? Maybe somebody could take the dog for, for a couple Wait, weeks. Or I'm looking for foster care. Yeah, we'll keep looking. Keep knocking. The Lord ever. knows. The, and, and as you keep looking and keep knocking, the Lord could do a great work. Yeah. Don't give up on him. That's all we're asking is somebody to watch the dog. Because if somebody can watch the dog, um, I can put her, my sister, on my lease, um, and we'll have to work out something with sure. my, my nephew. Sure. Uh, but um, we've been, um, my sister's disabled as I am. Yes. And we're trying to get the um, emotional support animal mm. um, paperwork for, for the dog, because that's what I have. I have a cat that's an emotional support animal. Sure. And, um, but if it's like nobody wants to do it anymore, um, we've gone to clinic, the uh, North Range Behavioral Health. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you call back when you, when the solution comes, because I know everybody that's been praying for you is going to want to hear it. Amen. All right, sister. Okay, yeah, thank bye-bye. you so much. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. And, uh, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. 303-690-3000 is the number uh, we'll, we'll move right on to line number two is Natasha in Denver. Natasha, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. Um, hi, I called a few months ago, okay. and I told you about my husband, Luke, who had stage four cancer. Yes. He was eating a PET scan, and I asked for prayer. Yes. And um, so the PET scan came back good, and then, um, oh, about about two, three weeks ago, he started having pain again in the same area where the tumors were. So he moved his PET scan up from the middle of July to the very end of June. And the PET scan came back with three really tiny, like, millimeter, one-centimeter-sized tumors. And so um, the doctor said the chemo, oral chemo medication that you're taking has stopped working. So we had to find another medication that was just like three months ago fda approved okay um to work on this type of cancer um of sarcoma that my husband has so um it took about a week for him to get the medication because our insurance did not want to approve it i mean they're like it's like 17 17 dollars um this medication is ten thousand dollars a bottle and that's every month um at first the first time we went through this, we got approved right away. And this time it took a little bit longer. Um, so a pharmaceutical company gave it to us for free for a week. And then our insurance said finally they would approve it. So so now we're through our insurance and we feel a lot better now knowing that it's being covered. And they can't just, you know, decide one day that they're going to stop giving it to us for free. Um, so anyway... Um, he's, he's doing, he's doing a lot better now that he's on the medication, but he still has pain. And, um, it's, you know, it's just, I just need everyone to pray for him. His name is Luke Aaron Compton or Luke Compton. And he is, um, 
a wonderful man. He just has this cancer that pops up, mm. and he's only 36 years old. Mm. We've been married for four years, and we have a two-year-old. So we just bought a house two year, a year ago, mm. almost two years ago. So it's just it's really hard on us, and on I can't imagine how what he's going through. He has he's on leave through work right now because he can't do what he, he can't work right now for. Um, hopefully within a month he starts feeling better. But I just need you and everyone to pray for him, please. My family. Let's do that right now. Okay, thank you. Heavenly Father, we lift up this family to you, and Luke in particular, as as we face the, the reality and difficulties of sickness and disease. And it's a very scary thing what Luke is going through, God. And really only people that have gone through cancer treatment and diagnoses and either personally or by very close relation can relate. And I pray that you would send your comfort to my sister right now as she pleads for her husband. And I know, God, you're, you responded, Jesus, very compassionately to those that were sick. Um, you, you responded very carefully. Uh, and, and you had a heart that was drawn toward those that were sick and racked with disease. And you're the God who heals, God. And I know that you can touch Luke. And I thank you for the, even though it was very difficult, that you made a way so that this, these medications could be used and these medications could be taken. Uh, and so, Lord, I just ask that you would bring healing to Luke. And while we wait for your healing and your final word on the matter, God, we ask that you would comfort and encourage. And, and you know, um, we're just so... We're just, I get so angry uh, and at, at sin and the results of sin uh, that, that even, even our broken bodies and the sicknesses we carry uh, come from sin, uh, come from sin in this world and how we were all born uh, in sin and broken bodies. But I know your grace triumphs. I know your grace is greater. And I know, God, that you have a plan and a purpose that you're working out throughout Luke's life and his wife, and I pray you'd strengthen them for the battle. Uh, and God, use medication or supernaturally touch our brother Luke. And we look forward, God, to all that you're going to do and, and all that you're going to complete through Luke's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move on to line number three is Dwight calling from Aurora, Colorado. Dwight, welcome to the program. Hi, Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. I got a quick question uh, about uh, water baptism. Yes. My daughter had asked me to uh, baptize her um, recently, and I told her I'd have to look into it because I didn't really feel comfortable, uh, especially since I'm not a pastor or a preacher. Okay. And uh, just wanted to get your take on that. Can a Christian, born-again Christian, baptize another uh, professing Christian? I believe uh, that the Bible doesn't, doesn't specifically answer this question uh, either way. Um, mm-hmm. However, I think if we pull back, like there's no verse that we could say, um, thou shalt anybody can water baptize. It doesn't say that. Um, but I do know that um, believers have the authority that's been given to them by Jesus Christ. And the Great Commission that I quoted earlier, Matthew chapter 28, was given to 
believers, not just to pastors and preachers. So I believe a, a born-again believer can baptize another born-again believer. Mm, and okay. I especially encourage parents to be involved in, if not do the water baptism themselves. So, for example, tonight, for anyone that's there uh, that comes and bring in the children, they have believing children that want to uh, be water baptized, uh, we will either help the parent do it or have the parent be involved. And I always like, when I'm water baptizing, um, I like to encourage the parent to pray over their child because sometimes God will give a special word in a parent's prayer as the parent is open to the, to the Spirit, a special prayer blessing over their child, a special prayer of focus or um, uh, a mm. special... Um, I, so I, want, I personally believe parents should be very involved in these uh, important, critical uh, events in their children's lives. Well, yeah, I was speaking with uh, the gentleman who answered the phone. You said you're having it tonight. We are. Uh, just like you just said. And what would if we miss tonight, because I haven't given anybody any notice, Yes. Uh, what would be the next time that you would do this? We try to baptize uh, quarterly every couple months. So what are we in July, August, September? Probably sometime in October. Okay, okay. But but here's yeah, well, here's a here's an encouragement to you. I'd call it a challenge, but it's not really a challenge. Um, these are the moments. Uh, this is a discipleship moment for you, uh, and I don't know how your family will respond. But it, this is an opportunity to really lead your family and say, "I know I haven't. We don't have a lot of time, and I was just listening on the radio, and we live in Aurora, and this church in Aurora is baptizing. Let's go." And. And, and set, I know nobody scheduled it, and I know nobody planned for it, but we'll just set that aside. And, and you can even tell that. I know it's all, I know it's spur of the moment, but, but that's how Jesus was. When he walked around, people didn't expect him to come. And when he came, they responded. So let's go. Oh, let's, and, you know, yeah. let's see if maybe by that per- perspective, uh, they'll just get excited with you, and you guys can get it done tonight. Well, what time will you start? Uh, we start at 7 o'clock. And so we'll have a couple songs. Um, we, we pray together, and then somebody's going to share the gospel and give an invitation for people to receive, uh, to, to follow Jesus, and then we start baptizing. About, so about 7.20, 7.30. Is, the service starts at 7, but we'll probably start baptizing around 7.20, 7.30. Okay, well, we certainly uh, were blessed. We used to come to the, uh, was it the middle school? Yes, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, we used to attend there, and uh, because of medical reasons, I had to discontinued and had an accident, oh, spinal injury. Oh. Uh, okay, well, listen, I'll definitely try it. Now, the problem with uh, the daughter who wanted me to baptize her is that she lives in Colorado Springs. Ah, uh, yeah. And has four small children. But let okay. me see what, let me just, let me look into it. Maybe we can do it. Yeah, so, maybe, and at the very least, you're you're taking the excitement road, and you're taking, hey, let's just see if we can do it. And, and if so, right. great. If you can't, then the next uh, opportunity, and you know, on Fridays, Pastor Eric hosts this show, and Pastor Eric also does regular water baptisms in his church, and he's down right oh. on Academy in Austin Bluffs. Okay, you, I know where you're located. All right, what's, what's the name of his church? I'm, the name of his you. church is Rocky Mountain Calvary. Okay. And, and there's okay. actually quite a few Calvary chapels down in Colorado Springs, and so you know, we're a big family of churches, and, and if, if the scheduling doesn't work for Rocky Mountain, there's Calvary Worship Center. If you go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, 
Okay. Under, let me see if I can find it for you. Under the menu, if you scroll down, it says recommended churches. Okay. And then you click that, and there's a list of churches in the Colorado general metro area and also down in uh, Colorado Springs. I count uh, one, two, three, four, five, but I know there's more than that. So there's at least five. We'll have to go back wow. and look. Um, there's, okay. I think there's more than five, but, but yeah, that uh, could be a... Well, certainly, well, if I do make it tonight, I'll, I'll come up to you and okay. introduce myself. <laughs> look deal. forward to it. Thank Wonderful. You. Ed, you've been such a blessing. Thank you. You have for years. Oh. So thank God for you and your ministry. Thank you. All right, I'll, God bless. I'll Bye-bye. talk at you later. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And that's true. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you've never been water baptized, you can obey Jesus Christ tonight here at Calvary. And whether you're getting baptized or you want to encourage others that are going to get baptized, it's a glorious evening. Uh, glorious evening. 303-690-3000. Uh, we have Brandy calling from Denver, Colorado. Uh, she wants to um, kind of add on to what Natasha was sharing. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Brandy. Hello. Hi. You know... Uh-oh, I think you dropped off. It's been... Oh, can you hear me? Yes, now we can. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, the past couple of days, God has been putting me in these situations that are just such a God thing. But um, I was just at a, a sarcoma conference in Atlanta mm. with my mother, who also has a very rare type of sarcoma, and we were with some of the top sarcoma doctors in the country. And um, I was learning how to be a caregiver for my mother, and my mother was learning just about the new medicines and all of this stuff surrounding sarcoma. And um, a couple, actually 10 women who have my mom's specific cancer, um, all, we all went out to lunch. And um, in that time, I sort of wandered off and sat on this bench in downtown Atlanta next to this couple. And the couple asked me, where are you from? And I told him I'm from Denver and I'm here for the sarcoma conference. And the wife spoke up and said that she too has a sarcoma. She just recently had a surgery and she has no community. And I, I just immediately grabbed her, grabbed my mom and connected her to this huge, um, this, this community of sarcoma, um, just a community of sarcoma people. And I literally just turned on Grace FM right when she was on. And I heard that she, her husband, Luke, had sarcoma. And I just, I wanted to call and I wanted to just pass along the information about the Sarcoma Alliance. Um, And it has been an absolute godsend for my mom to be able to connect with other survivors and people who are going through this fight and um, just a resource for caregivers and just so much. And to see this sarcoma community all coming together and to see how much it lifted up my mom, um, I just want to keep passing along that information. So I just I just feel like that was God saying, like, turn on the radio right now. And so, yeah, I just wanted to connect Natasha with the Sarcoma Alliance and um, let her also know there's a sarcoma walk that's happening September 15th, um, and it's going to be over the dam road um, over Cherry Creek Reservoir. Okay. Um, and and um, yeah, I would just, I would love to connect with her, so maybe I can give my number off air, and if she would like to connect with me, and I can connect her with this amazing community, um, I've just been seeing, like, especially through cancer, and, you know, my mom has stage four 
cancer right now. And as a daughter, it is just, it's frightening. But I have just seen God step up in so many ways. And through, whether it's through connecting people or through giving my mother the strength or through even giving me that strength, um, I'm just seeing what this community is doing. And I just want to pass along that information. Okay, well, I will put you on hold and then Frank will... Uh, take your info, and then Natasha, if you call back, uh, Frank will be there ready to give it to you. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. I, I, I love tuning in, and just God bless you. God bless this program and just the the ears that are listening to it, and I'm, I'm just so grateful for Grace FM. Well, thanks for calling. I'll put you on hold, okay? Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Ah, 303-690-3000 is the number. There's just so much going on, and... Uh, you know, cancer is, is so prevalent, um, and, and if you're going through cancer treatment, I just uh, want to encourage you uh, to stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might, that, that He is faithful uh, to minister to you, to strengthen you, uh, to help you through the battle, and all, that, um, all that's happening in your life right now. Uh, so stay strong in Him, stay strong in what He has for you, and, and all that he wants to accomplish. I was talking to one of the sisters today, and uh, she was sharing with me how the, um, she received a good report uh, from uh, the doctor, that her husband received a good report. And so, um, you know, that's encouraging. And then I, we got another uh, phone call that uh, sister received a bad report. And so we are, you know, we're, we're just battling through life with all the difficulties of life all the interpersonal issues. And so, Father, I, I pray, God, for those that are battling cancer, not only the people that that have the disease, but their family and their close friends and the people that love them, and just the how scary it is to receive a diagnosis like that, how difficult it is to, um, you know, face uh, the reality of our mortality, Lord. I think we all know uh, that we're going to die. Uh, and that that day is coming, but then have to face it um, in you know so quickly or uh, in a in a real difficult way, especially with a disease. Um, how scary it is to hear the word stage four or the word cancer. So would you would you please pour out your spirit on those? And I thank you as we've had the privilege of so many that have been able to encourage cancer fighters and cancer su- survivors and um, cancer you know victory you know thrivers. Um, you know, I, I think of, of Carla and Patrick and all the years uh, that they invested, all the hours and, and weeks and months and years they invested in the lives of, of, of cancer patients and their whole team. And, and then I think of Mike and Donna as they carried the torch um, of, you know, pouring into those wrestling with, with this hor- horrific disease. And we, we pray, God, for the work of your Holy Spirit to be accomplished, that we would continue to be an encouragement to those battling, um, even to those that those loved ones that are um, alive who lost their loved ones to these vicious disease. Would you pour out your spirit on those listening and those wrestling and those fighting and give them the strength that they need to persevere in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're coming up on the first half of the show, the end of the first half, and and so if you haven't been on uh, the air yet, I'd encourage you, give us a call, 
690-3000. We just happen to have all lines open for the second half. So during the short break in between halves, uh, you can uh, give us a call and we will take your call uh, to talk about things on the air and uh, just give God a chance to minister to our hearts and um, be built up in the things of the Lord. Uh, 303-690-3000. If we don't get any calls by then, I've got a couple text questions to address. So would love to take your uh, calls, and I've got some text questions uh, in the second half of the program that's just around the corner. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. Uh, This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and I'm taking your calls and your questions uh, as we um, talk about the things of the Lord. It is a great thing to uh, talk about God and talk about what he's doing in our lives and uh, just to, you know, the, the fact that God would entrust a radio station so that we could sit down and talk about the wonderful, glorious grace of God and, and his work on the earth today, uh, not because of what we have done, but because of what he has done for us. Um, it's his great love that moves us. It's his great love that motivates us. It's not man. It's not our resources. It's not our strength. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's see here. We, I want to uh, take a quick text question. Uh, there is a question about whether um, Priscilla wrote the epistle to the Hebrews. Um, you know, we don't, first of all, we don't know the authorship of Hebrews because it doesn't say. Um, this has been a debated issue over the years, even though whoever, that, the, the Hebrew believers that received this letter, they knew the author. It wasn't anonymous to them, but it is to us. And so over the years, uh, Priscilla is a new option that I haven't heard from, Barbara, but Peter, Apollos, um, Barnabas, and Paul uh, have been suggested, and there's all kinds of arguments one way or the other. Um, but I like to, I, I lean toward Paul uh, as the author, uh, with some of the heady topics, some of the, 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 his heart for the Jew, even though God used him to reach the Gentiles, uh, his heart to uh, write a letter to the Hebrew believers, and uh, there's a few other things. However, um, the, the best answer that I give with people that ask about who wrote Hebrews, I say the Holy Spirit did. And while we don't know for sure who the human author was, uh, we definitely know who the spiritual author, who, who the author of the Bible was, and that is God. 303-690-3000. From Denver, it's Saba calling. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the program. Hello. 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 Hear me? I can hear you. Yes, sir. Okay. I got something to tell you that is what Lord did that totally amazed everybody. My father-in-law, he um, was dying of cancer. Yes. So 
he was in his last breath of life before his hospice, and he wanted to be baptized. He was Catholic, baptized into a Christian. So okay. he said, let's go to a church. No, I love my house. Baptize me in my bathtub. So he took everybody in uh, his bathtub, baptized them, and everybody was around him. And we had uh, one of our uh, friends that was a Christian, and he baptized him okay. in front of Catholics and works and so anyway as we were baptizing him we were doing praying and and the water was clear and as he dumped in underwater and he came back up i swear the water turned from white to all blue never saw it happen before wow and it turned blue a dark blue and everybody was just amazed and um about three days later he passed away and wow. uh with uh brain cancer and he he passed away he was uh, he wanted to be a reborn so he did and wow. uh, it was a miracle. I think that was a miracle, which uh, even though Jesus got baptized in the, in the River of Jordan, you know, it's just that in the bathtub, I never thought I'd seen that before. Wow. The water was clear and it turned blue. I don't know if that was a miracle or if that was God telling him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to relieve all your sins and I'm going to take you into heaven with me where you belong. Wow. That's amazing. And that's a true story. And uh, well, thanks for I'll sharing it, Saba. God bless you, man. Bye bye. I thought I, I thought I shared that with you. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right, bye bye. God bless you. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Alan in Brighton, Colorado. Alan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Ed. I got a follow up question. I called on Monday and spoke with Nick Katie. Okay. Um, I have I have some uh, elderly parents. They are not Christians. They're not believers. I, myself, I am a born-again Christian, I'm a believer, and I know that they're probably not going to be around for much longer, and um, I've tried to evangelize to them with meeting a brick wall, and I know I'm pretty much settled on the fact that they will not accept Christ before they're passed on. So knowing that, me, how am I supposed to live after they're gone? Well, I know that they... Oh, no, you cut off. Oh, you know, as advanced as cell phone technology has become, uh, it's still got some challenges. Can you call back, please? 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, We're going to move on to Dalton in Fort Collins. Dalton, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. Um I had a question because uh, about basically marriage and um, ordainment and all that kind of stuff. My okay. best friend asked me to marry him and his fiance. Okay. Um, I did go on online and you know went through the website to get ordained and things like that. I found a free one, but all they asked was uh, like my information on like my address and things like that. Yes. And so now I'm ordained, apparently uh, through the AMM. Okay. I don't know if you know if it's uh, if that's a viable thing um, in Colorado. If that's like that, it's my name signing off on the marriage license or something like that can work. Well, let's, like let's that. and also um, more so of what what do you think a uh, I guess the requirements should be or, or you know I, I just want to learn a little bit more about it. I guess. Okay. Well, ordination is. It's definitely a very serious matter. Uh, ordination is used to refer to the acknowledgement of the obvious call of God upon a man's life. 
And there are churches approach it differently, different ways. Um, but the the reality of, uh, or, or the way that we approach it here at Calvary is that uh, when we ordain a man into the ministry, uh, we are recognizing that God has established him and raised him up uh, and and brought him to a place of of commitment to um, a place of commitment to grow in God's grace, you know, like to serve and to teach the Bible and to oversee marriages and oversee baptisms. Um, I don't believe a, uh, from a from God's perspective, from a biblical perspective, I don't believe that um, ordination or online is valid. Um, I don't think it's real. I don't think it's something that has any merit before God. Um, because even unbelievers can go on and get ordained. And, you know, I believe that online ordination has made it a mockery. So that's the biblical point of view. Let's talk about your situation. Um, First of all, it's an honor uh, for God to uh, have a couple invite you to be a part of their marriage. Um, That's a tremendous honor. Uh, And it's an honor for you to be a man that represents Jesus Christ in your friend's marriage. Uh, and, and, and you don't have to be ordained in order to participate in your friend's, mar- in your friend's wedding. Uh, for example, when I was in California, um, I, oh, I officiated a couple of, of weddings, but I wasn't ordained. Um, I was able, with the permission of the church, to be a part of the wedding, and then they brought a pastor in to pronounce them man and wife. Um, in Colorado, Ordination is not necessary to perform a wedding. Okay. Which is unfortunate because it's part of the the state's um, attempt to not value marriage as high as it is. And some states, they still have that, but we really don't need the the state of Colorado to tell us the value of marriage. And, and so I, I don't believe that what you receive from the internet is, is anything valid in the eyes of God. Uh, I do believe that it's a wonderful thing for your friends to invite you to be a part of their ceremony. And three, it is possible for you, if you're going to stand in the place of officiating a wedding, uh, that you can do that in the, as a true believer in the name of Jesus Christ. And I would encourage you to preach the gospel uh, because you have a lot of people there that don't know Jesus. Uh, I would encourage you to make sure that the, the uh, groom and the bride uh, is... They, they take the traditional vows uh, as they vow their, some, themselves to each other uh, in the sight of God. Um, and, you know, if they're not believers, um, let me ask you this. In the, in the couple that you have that are getting married, are they both believers? Or are they both unbelievers? Um, <clears throat> my best friend, he is actually one who kind of sparked my fire when we were really young. Okay. Um, and... I, I don't know, I don't really know his standpoint, but, uh, you know, uh, him and I were a lot of the time kind of almost, almost like accountability partners for a while. Yes. Um, but one of the, like, um, I kept on going further, and uh, I want to say that he stopped, and he, he does truly still believe in everything like that, but um, sometimes I just don't think he takes it as seriously as I do, but uh, that's him and his relationship, and you know, I talk to him when I can. But either way, the point is, is he's a believer. Um, I do know that 
his fiance have gone to church with me a few times when I've invited them. Uh, I know that he's talked to her daughter about Jesus sometimes, um, and I'm not sure if she's accepted Christ. He, um, as far as I know, he's not a hundred percent sure either, but he feels like she has. I don't. I just. I don't know for sure if she is. And it's so that, that's another. Story. That's another difficulty uh, that that is before you, and that is the Bible forbids unequal yoked marriages. And so in the context of a church, we would take them through the Bible and share the gospel with them and and share and talk to them. I, I mean, I would have no problem personally marrying two unbelievers or two believers, but I'm not able biblically, I'm not allowed by God to marry an unbeliever and a believer together. So there's some complications here that, that, that you really need to pray about of what you can be a part of. Um, and, and what you can be a part of on behalf of God. Okay. So let me pray for you, because you need some wisdom. You're First of all, it's really good that they've invited you into their lives, and, and I'm glad that you have the kind of relationship with them that, you, that they're looking to you for help. So now I'm going to pray for God to give you the boldness, but also the tact and carefulness to give them what they need, and that's the truth. And, you know, they obviously love each other and care for one another, uh, so now let's bring them, and, and at least one of them says that they're a believer, so let's bring them to the to the Bible and see and allow the Bible to speak toward their lives because the reality is is that their relationship with God is more valuable than their marriage or their future marriage. Right, and um, I don't mean to interrupt you or anything, okay. but do you mind if I ask a couple more questions? Sure, go ahead. Um, how would you think I should approach my friend, one question being, and then the other would be, um, even though I know them really well, like, I, I guess that, never mind, the, the second question can be answered by prayer, I believe, so. I, I, um, think, just, I, I think you approach them carefully and directly um, and say, you've invited me to be a party. I believe it's, I believe it's uh, you know, something along the lines, as you're praying, you'll get the right words, but something along the lines, uh, I believe you invited me to be a part of your marriage because you trust me and uh, you trust me in your lives. And they'll probably say, yes, we, we appreciate you. We thank you. You're a good friend to us. And, and I bet you want your friends to tell you the truth. Yes, we want the friends to tell you the truth. You know, what do you want to say? Just say it. it. says, well, you know, the Bible says, and since, you know, so-and-so, you, you profess to know Jesus Christ and you're born again, and God used you in such a way to spark a fire for God in my heart, I, I, I know that you want to... Um, I know you want to honor God with your life, and so what? So this marriage that you're getting into, and you just start talking to them, you know. But but meet them where they're at, and appreciate them, and thank them for 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 allowing you to be a part of it, and how the importance of your life is that that you don't want them to make a decision that would dishonor God. Okay. And you want them to live the best life that they possibly can, honoring God and living their life toward His holiness and. And you know, you're, there's probably two, Dalton. Let, let me take you on the path here, okay? Let's say this couple came to our church, and we don't know their situation, so we weren't able to, to confront them on it or talk to them about it. And so it, we only find out, they say, oh, we want to get married. Great. Go downstairs, pick up the premarital packet, read the first page, and then, and then do the work and call us for your first appointment. Well, on the first page, it's going to say, um, believers can only marry believers. And it's also going to say, that we will not marry anyone that's living together. It's also going to say we won't marry anyone, anyone that's actively engaged in premarital sex. And for the purposes of what the 
Bible teaches. It's not our opinion. It's what the Bible teaches. And and so we're going to want them to start off in a way that honors the Lord. We're going to want them to get their life right with God. That's actually more important than their future marriage. Uh, Right. And, and so that's the approach you want to take. You want to take the approach that says, look, we, we, we've all made mistakes. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the reality is, guys, you're making a lifetime decision. But the lifetime decision is not as important as the eternal decision you need to make in surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. You use your own words, but I think you're tracking with me. Yeah. This is a great invitation into their lives to share with them the great love of God. And then one more quick question. I'm sorry, you keep at, uh, sprouting some more that's, if we have time. Fine. Yeah, we do. Go um, um, let's just say that um, they don't necessarily both believe, like, um, and but they still really want to want me to marry them and everything. I mean, is that where I'm going to have to leave it up to prayer, whether I do or not, because I love both of them? Well, I'll tell you this. I can only I can't answer for you, uh, but I think my answer would would be relatable to you. If that's the way this conversation ends, I would not be able to marry them because the okay. role that I have as an officiant, it, I I represent God before I represent Ed Taylor, uh, and and as much as I love them, I I would have I would have to take and and I have in this church. Um, where someone has asked me to marry them, but they refuse to stop having sex, or they one of them isn't really a believer, I won't marry them. And I know it's a little more difficult in making the decision when they're very close friends, mm-hmm. but I, I, um, I am unable to willfully compromise my integrity before God because I'm a witness to them too. You know, and if I bend, right. if I bend the biblical rules for them, um, then then what kind of witness am I am to the holiness of God? I mean, it's all about the holiness of God. It's not about my preference. Okay. Awesome. Well, that, that helped a lot. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, so, Father, I pray for my friend Dalton. Uh, he's, he's in a really good position. Um, there are some difficulties, but it's a great position to be so close to people that he loves and cares and that trust him. And I pray right now for the upcoming conversations that they would... Uh, that you would um, help my brother express his love and care and concern, not and that it wouldn't be taken as judgmentalism or or hyper you know critical hypocrisy or whatever, but rather God it would be expression of true love. The Bible you you teach us in your Bible God that we we're to speak the truth in love, and so would you give my brother truth in love that they would realize that the best thing that that Dalton could ever do is to tell them the truth. Uh, and they certainly want friends in their lives that tell them the truth and not lie. So God, would you be with Dalton? I know it's hard for him, but I also hear in his voice a true love for his friends, but even more than that, a true uh, dedication to you, God. And so thank you for his honesty and his questions and, and just, Lord, minister to his heart as he goes into this difficult situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. Okay, brother, Appreciate call it. back and let me let us know how it goes. I think you got a lot of people interested. They're praying for you. Will do. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Renee, Renee, would you please call back and talk to our call screener? Uh, Kevin has someone that can help, and we have the number for you. So, Renee, 
you needed some help with the dog, um, we've got a brother here in the church that has someone that might be able to help, and we have a number for you to call. And that's just cool. That's a neat thing. All right, we're going to move on to line one is Karina in Fort Collins, Colorado. Karina, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. I um, was listening to a brother uh, a few minutes ago about yes. his ailing parents yes. and how he was just, you know, concerned for their salvation. Um, I wanted to give him some encouragement. Um, I've been a, a caregiver from a hairdresser to a caregiver for a little while now, kind of trying to figure out, you know, this is weird because it's not what I had intended for my life. And so long story short, the Lord really just opened things up and showed me how um, one sermon that you had done was about how you wanted to be a river rock, you know, and be smoothed out, you know, by the Lord. And oh, wow. and, and, uh, and so and this was over the course of a couple of years. And, yes. and a lot of the things that, you know, I would pray and I'd say, okay, Lord, I'm getting ready to get in my car. You know, I've been a caregiver for a while. And and just show me what I'm supposed to do. There's a lot of people who are just, you know, not just, I can tell they don't know you. And, mm-hmm. you know, my heart just really aches for these people. And I'm just not really sure how do I, you know, break the ice to them. You know, some of the children were believers. Some of them were kind of on the fence about it. But they definitely wanted their parents to see a priest or, you know, different things right before they died. And so you, there's a lot of different things that you had brought up, like even today, something that you had brought up this morning. I was like, wow, that's just unbelievable. But it's wonderful because God puts people in the lives of the believers who are praying for their loved ones, who need that help, who need that little extra oomph to say, you know, listen, maybe this person, since I'm going to hear your prayers, this person's going to plant that seed, but I'm going to send this person to do the watering, and I'm going to send this person, you know, to follow up and make sure that they're pruned, and then this one gets, you know, to help me with the harvest. But it's wonderful how we all work together, yes. and I was just reminded of um, uh, John fifteen five, you know, for I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. That fruit is God's harvest, right? You know, we in a lot of ways it's also, you know, works of the Spirit. You know, there's so many things, but when when the Lord hears the prayers of, of His children, especially on behalf of our family— he will bring those people there. I know in my own personal life, I was praying and taking care of a lady. Her entire family, including her, are absolutely not believers at all, but they're former Catholics, and so was I. So it's been kind of neat how I just keep using Scripture to keep back and stuff up. And it's been interesting how now they're starting to open a dialogue and you know, be able to ask me questions. And so I believe that with all my heart, that God hears the cries of his people, yeah. and, you know, we just have to be mindful of it when we ask, you know, Lord, what am I going to do today? What, what would you like me to do for you today? And and I, I encourage this brother to keep on praying, you know, Lord, send somebody, you know, to my family, you know, a random stranger. I just, oh, I think this is your mail, and start a conversation, whatever the case may be. And, and I just want him to know that there are people out there that hear, hear that in our mindful, and I apologize if I if I get emotional, but it's, it's beautiful how we are just, it's like that sonar, you know, it's that Jesus sonar, we just hear it, and the Holy Spirit says, good, I'm glad I've got your ear, now here's what I want you to do, and you just pray, and I, I, I just want to encourage him that there are people that are out there, you know, and, and actually, I would be willing, if he thinks it's okay, I would be willing to um, love on him a little bit, volunteer some time, you mm-hmm. know, just to kind of 
help them out, maybe pull weeds or whatever the case may be, just so that even still just someone else there, maybe that's what, you know, these, these other people need is just someone apart from their own family telling them something that in just a way that even if it's just in my actions and the things that I, I do, maybe that's what helps them in understanding, you know, but I'm willing to, you know, do whatever I can. Um, I just think that, you know, I have such a burden for the homebound and the elderly and oh, wow. I just, and I, I, I another um, friend of ours from church I, I just put on Facebook that I needed somebody to help me with the people that I'm working for. Yes. And one of the one of the the, the sisters, her daughter, who I um, know you know pretty well, she said, "Well, my daughter's a CNA." It was just like, and it was another believer, and I had been praying, you know, give me another believer, please. But sometimes the stress gets to be so much. I don't even know if I'm an effective witness because I start getting more stressed than I am of any good. And this other this other believer, you know, she's eighteen, but she's now there, and it's it's oh man, the the, the relief. So I know that the Lord hears us, especially when it's helping others and ministering to others. He's going to put those people in there, and I just want to encourage him that I know it seems bleak, and I know it seems like you know I just don't think they're going to to hear it at all, but. My father-in-law has Alzheimer's. My husband didn't think that he would be a believer at all. I had been talking to him for years. Pastor Ed, he was in the hospital on his deathbed. I started playing just worship music and on my phone just to kind of invite the Holy Spirit in. And my father-in-law, who's never heard these songs before, started singing. <laughs> and he's starting to get better. And you know what he said to my husband? He said, Jesus wants me in his life. He and, and he was nonverbal, Pastor Ed. Wow. Nonverbal, Alzheimer's, yes. age seven, near death. Wow. And now he's actually recovering enough to be able to read the Bible. Wow. Now, it's big print, and it's kind of hard for him to understand, but he wants to, so sure. I know his word does not return void. And I know that the Lord is ministering to him. But if we just keep plugging in, the Lord is faithful. He will provide and I just have that confidence, and I know it seems difficult, but this brother can rest assured that his Abba Father hears him. Yes. Can you do me a favor? Can you, uh, because the phone call dropped off, uh, at least oh. in, um, what did what did Alan say exactly? Um, I, I, he had said that he he thought, he, was, he felt confident that um, they're going to die without ever knowing the Lord, and now how does he live? After that, I see. Okay, and and that's what really struck me because I I've heard it so many times with so many families of their loved ones. Um, I I can't name drop, but I will say a pretty famous individual. Um, I was taking care of his great granddaughter, yes, and now she's an elderly person, and she because this particular person was an atheist, she decided she wanted to be an atheist. But there was it was so funny how. So many problems arise, and the funny part was how God worked it out to bring her to a position to where she was declared incompetent, having dementia, and you know what? She accepted the Lord. <laughs> she accepted the Lord. Like, sometimes we do have to die to self, right? I mean, we have to take up our cross, die that's to right. self, recognize our sin, and sometimes that's the healing we need, just to hear His voice. Maybe nothing else, but at least His voice. Yes. So, well, that's great. Um, thank you for calling, and thanks for your encouragement. Hello? Oh, 
Oh, there you are. I said, that's, I don't know what happened there either, but thanks for calling and thanks for your encouragement. Sure, Pastor Ed. I'll just let him know that uh, we're all praying. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Alan, if you're still listening, I'm sorry that our call dropped off and we weren't able to finish, but uh, um, even even our sister Karina is offering to to minister uh, to your parents uh, in some way. So, Alan, if you want to call back, uh, we'll try to connect you. We probably we're running out of time today. We only got about a minute left, but Lord willing, I'll have the chance to do the show tomorrow, and we can pick up where we left off. And I didn't hear, excuse me, I didn't hear Pastor Nick's. Um, answer or the question on Monday, um, but I would love to open the Bible and speak to some of it, um, and uh, and 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 just be used, um, uh, be used to encourage you and and just talk through. And I I get I get it now. I'm sorry I missed somehow the call went in and out, so I didn't get it, uh, but I totally get it now. And and you know the just like our sister said. Uh, we have a chance to really minister. Um, we have a chance to really give the gospel and trust our parents with the Lord, whether they can uh, physically un- acknowledge us or, or understand us. We're just going to keep... Ling, I was just reading again today. There's this... Um, um, there, there, well, there, well, I got a lot on my mind. So Lord willing, we'll be able tomorrow to be together. Thank you guys for your patience, for your calls today. Please call tomorrow. This is Calvary Live, Ed Taylor. We'll see many of you for our water baptism tonight. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.